just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today. Live, Randy Robinson here. We're going to talk about something that I care about quite a bit. I mean, I care about a lot of things, but this one, especially in the current climate here uh, in the U.S., I know Canada as well, and in a lot of parts of the world, this is a big deal. We're talking about uh, our education system. And it's tough because, you know, I put all my kids um, in public schools. We intentionally moved into a district where I was comfortable doing that. And, uh, you know, from elementary all the way up. And by the time I got to high school, there's some stuff that I'm going, what is going on here? And it wasn't, you know, wasn't too bad. Uh, but in some parts of our country, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't put your kids in public school. Uh, and they're not teaching them the basics. We keep falling behind in every metric, you know, that you measure that's important. Uh, and they are teaching them some really awful things. So what do you do? I feel for, you know, my kids who are having children and what it's going to be like in a few years. I wish I knew some great alternatives to tell them. Well, maybe you do too. We're going to hear some today. My guest is Sam Sorbo, and you will recognize her from television and movies and books. Uh, her and her husband, husband Kevin, excuse me, Kevin Sorbo are uh, well-known filmmakers Uh, in fact kevin has a new left behind movie that's out right now uh and so great friends of the ministry uh doing great things out there for the kingdom uh and she's she's on this education thing so welcome be a part of the conversation uh if you haven't liked shared follow do that sam welcome to life today live hey thanks so much for having me this is the conversation of the moment and it's actually the conversation for the decades for the centuries uh, we're, we've been getting it wrong for a very long time. <laughs> you know, we, we have, and I think a lot of what we're seeing now are the, the fruit of what was sown decades ago. Why is this a big deal to you? To me personally, because I, I look at what's happening in our schools and it is child abuse. And I'm not even, I, I don't even have to get into the weeds on like the, the CRT, the critical race theory, the, the diversity and equity training um, any of that, I will tell you full, full stop. God's plan for your child is not that you put them in school. The Bible's pretty clear because it never once says, Hey, get your kids to a good school, pick a good one, but find them a school. In fact, the, the Bible says, train up your child in the way he should go. You do it. You teach them my words when you walk by the by and when you lie down to sleep. And so for decades, we haven't been doing that. But if you want to take it back one step further, you said our education system, and and I would push back. It's not a system of education. It's a system of indoctrination. (laughs) And they have the false doctrine. So we have to really take a step back and say, okay, what do we mean by education? What do we mean by education? I I would call it miseducation. (laughs) <laughs> no, but if you, but right, you, you want your children, we, we, we grow up with this paradigm. We want our children to be educated. Mm-hmm. We know that we've been, you know, educated, although miseducated, because none of us really feel competent to teach our children. Even school teachers don't feel competent mm-hmm. to teach their own children, Good point. <laughs> strangely. 
Um, you know, so so we think, okay, we want our kids to get an education. So what do we call that? We call that the three R's. But is it three R's? Hmm. Reading, writing, that starts with a W. Arithmetic starts with an A, so it's not three R's. So already that's a lie. But even if you take it to its full extent, what does it mean? What does three R's mean? It's, it's reading and write. Well, if you know how to read, do you know anything? Are you educated? Heck no. You still have to go read everything. And so is teaching reading really teaching the art of how to read a book? Not really. Mm. And then you, you take it further than that. You start to realize that it, it falls apart because honestly, education really is the teaching of doctrine to your child. What it is, mm. is you should be raising not children, but the parents of your grandchildren. It's a generational point of view. It's not a, boy, I hope my child can get a good job point of view. Their goal for your child is, is markedly different than what your goal for your child should be and what God's goal for your child is. And so I call what they're doing child abuse because, well, let's just, let's say this. Children are innately curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A two-year-old, three-year-old. Why? What for? How come? Yeah. What? How many? Uh, when? Right? Constant questions. Then they go to school. What are they told? Oh, no. You have to sit there. Be quiet. If you want to ask a question, you have to raise your hand, right? This is a visceral lesson that the child's learning. But think about this lesson, Randy. What is this teaching the child? He has to ask permission to learn. That's crazy. He has to wait his turn. He's not allowed to ask questions. In fact, really this lesson is don't ask. Hmm. That is anti-child. It's anti-education. It's anti-God. Because I would say to you that God put curiosity in the heart of the child for the child to seek him. That's really what it is. Hmm. And if you stand in the way of that, better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you be thrown into the sea. You're not pulling any punches. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Do you know I like what? It. It's too important. It's, it's but, too important. And that's one They're of abusing I'll... children. They're harming them. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, and we could we we can get into that. And, and for people that aren't convinced that there are bad things going on in schools, you know. Okay. There's some they other teach people. Children. Out there. They teach children that evolution is the truth, and that children are simply accidents of nature. Well, okay. That's telling the child that he has no value. You know, the crazy thing about that is, is you're talking about essentially Darwinism. He's not the only one, though. That's also Darwin's the father of racism. And, and we, yeah. we're still teaching the, the guy who taught evolution that we evolved along different tracks and that, that Aborigines and Africans are only worthy of menial tasks and they're never going to be as smart as these other groups. And we expect there to not be what we call racism because we ascribe to race and then we come in with crt to supposedly fix the problem we created with evolution <laughs> and i'm going you guys have all lost your minds they have but they but they don't have minds because it is a sickness it's a sickness of the mind it's a sickness of the mind and yet we are turning our children over to these people and saying you teach them i don't know and by the way i want to make sure that people understand when you drop your child off at the school doors you are telling that child, I don't know. They know better than I do. Trust them. Oh, Take geez. their word for it. And you have undermined your authority in your own home. So when your children come home and challenge you, which they will, because something the school's 
going to tell them will disagree with your values, it will, you lose because you've literally, you've, you've abdicated, you've, you've given up the fight before there, the, there even was a fight. Not only that, but it's abusive because the school is telling the child one thing, you're telling the child something else. Now he's like, oh gosh, hmm. I guess I don't trust my, my parents anymore. It's a terrible thing. And here's the, here's the great news. The alternative is so easy. Yeah. They make it seem like it's really hard. Oh, homeschooling. How could I? It's terrible. Oh, it's so hard. I know when I was homeschooling my littles, um, people would be like, oh, Sam, you're the home. <laughs> I'm like, heck, heck no. I'm, I am so lazy <laughs> because I'm skipping making lunch in the morning, standing in drop offs, you know, the drop off lane. Uh, making the the school project, whatever that is, right? Baking for the bake sale, having the parent-teacher conferences. I'm skipping all that because I'm lazy. We stumble out of bed at nine o'clock in the morning and start our day. School takes us less than three hours, and then we're done, and then we play. <laughs> okay, no, okay, now I've talked to a lot of people that do um, more in half the time your kids are at school at home, and their children learn better. So you're telling me that's true, that it actually doesn't, to cover the material, if you wanted to track with a public school's supposed learning track, um, it takes way less time at home than it does sitting them in a school and changing well, classes and all that kind of stuff. Of course it does. I mean, it's, you know, and it's weird because people typically kind of know that already. They just don't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, they say they read their Bibles. They don't believe their Bibles either. The Bible says, teach your children. It's on you, folks. Twice on the grandparents but they don't believe it. And by the way, like, do you trust God or do you trust government? Well, yeah. I just trust government because they're going to educate my child. You know, your children are a gift from God, not from the government. And what do we do with a gift? Oh, we give it to somebody else to open. Of course. I think God must think we're so rude giving our children away for other people to open and tell us what's you. So you let me know what's inside. Is it a doctor? Is it a lawyer? Mm. Like, I mean, it's, if you foundationally, it's so, unstable okay and and we're slowly waking up because we've 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 hit a uh uh a turning point we've really we've really hit a tipping point right now yeah because it's very clear not to get too graphic they want to have sex with your children yeah like they are grooming children in schools like you wouldn't believe and it's in the textbooks so uh, you know my heart my heart breaks for teachers like christian teachers in the system or whatever they're working in a perverted system. They're working in a very, very bad system. And they can't avoid, I've I've got emails from teachers who are like, yeah, I had to quit my job because they wanted me to teach critical race theory and I just can't do that to kids. Yeah, good for you for standing for your principles. We, we need more people like that to stand for their principles. Why don't we have people who stand for principles? Do you know? Because we were trained not to stand for our principles in school. Well, that's, that's, that's how they got us. It, it's not that they don't want us to stand for some principles. It's just not no, godly I, principles. Yeah. But I would, I would actually say to you, they would rather have a bunch of milk toast uh, pushovers and that's what they're generating from school because the, one of the highest values in school is conforming. They want you to conform. Don't be the class clown. Don't stand out. Okay. That's making somebody obedient and compliant. 
And that's what they want. And that's what they've gotten. And so when they came through with all the COVID mandates, everybody just lined up and said, okay, tell me what to do. I'm just going to do whatever you tell me to do. Nobody questioned because they learned don't ask mm. in school. You see it, it, it's, it, now we've gotten several generations of unparented children, right? And, and I'm not like ragging on parents. They didn't know any better. They were sent to school, right? Yeah. But every generation is less and less parented because the schools have more and more usurped the role of the parent to the point where what we have today, where the schools are saying, Hey, parents, you butt out. This is none of your business. We are in charge of your children. That's what they're saying to parents today. Yeah. They, putting them on the, the terrorist watch list for even questioning what's what's happening in the schools. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, as someone who went to public school most of my life and who, whose kids went to public school, I look at it yeah. now and go, what's going on now? It's crazy. But let, me, let, me, let me challenge you a little bit on this and just ask this. I want to I see what you think. Uh, because, you know, when I went to, to school, I still went to church. My parents still taught me things, plenty of things at home. But there was, there were lessons that were learned in, you know, whatever, whether it's geometry or biology or Spanish. I mean, there were, I was taught these things in school uh, and they weren't value lessons that they are today, oftentimes, where there's conflicting values. It was just, you know, primarily education. And of course, the interaction of football and baseball and off season, you know, so there, I can see some benefit in a group setting with your peers, with someone who is focused intently on a subject, you know, um, I, I, is there no value there? No. I, I wish I could say there was, yeah, piecemeal every so often, maybe there's a glimmer, but what happens is when you try to coerce somebody to learn, they, they're reluctant, you know, by and large. And so, uh, if, if, uh, if there's any anxiety in the moment, like not every child needs to be in a classroom with 30 other children. In right, fact, right. I know children who, who that would just kill them because they're introverts and they, they couldn't take the pressure. Um, I personally, you know, I was a very good student, didn't test well. Uh, you know, I, I remember sitting in front of a test in organic chemistry in college and it took me half an hour to write my name on the page. Mm. So, you know, like, so, so this idea that somehow that's how learning happens, that's a vestige. That's, that's the, that's the remains of that being our only experience. Cause I went to public school all the way through. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, so our experience is that's education. It's not, it's academics and it's not even adequate academics because look at where the kids are now. They can't even, they're, they're testing lower than ever before. Right more money than ever before. Right. So clearly it's like if the plumber comes to fix your pipes and he doesn't fix the toilet or the toilet clogs right away again, you call a different plumber. You don't go, well, let's just get the same plumber. Let's get the, the same system back. Right. But instead somehow we, we grow up going to school thinking, thinking that school is idyllic and that any issue that we had with the school, well, that's our fault because we're the weirdos. Hmm. Like I'm the weirdo because I hated writing and English and history in school. I'm the weirdo. No, no, they're the weirdos because they didn't know how to teach English and history to um, to um, uh, attract me, to to get my curiosity peaked. They made it so boring, and I and I would argue with you that they are trying to make it boring because they want you to leave school going, oh, my gosh, I never want to crack another book again. I just want to get a job and work. 
and just be told what to do so I don't have to think anymore because thinking is hard. I mean, that's one of the lies that we learn in school, that thinking is hard. I mean, there, there are so many lies that are just ingrained in the system. And so, it, but, it, but I understand, very hard for us to divorce ourselves from something that we were married to for 12 plus years. Mm -hmm. And look, it took me over a decade to develop this, um, this approach to what I, what I want to call education, okay? Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is purely academic. Mm -hmm. Now, the lessons that you learned in school that were doctrine are going to be very hard to overcome with one hour or two hours of doctrine a week. And you come from a, a let's say, a severely religious household, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Most kids don't. Right. So how are they going to get to know God when every day, all day long in school, all day long, because all of the... When you, when you divide learning into subjects, that's a denial of God, the creator, because God created it all. They are all connected. Why are you dividing them into subjects? That's anti-God. And so if you have this anti-God sort of sentiment, and then you have instructors who have authority saying whatever they're saying, and the books that have authority, leaving out words leaving out reference to God, making the assumption that only dumb people believe in God, Randy. People who are smart don't need God. That's the assumption in our schools. That's why I call it child abuse. Definitely moving that way. I mean, it it wasn't, that wasn't my experience personally, because I mean, a lot of the, I'd see the same teachers at church on the weekend, you know? Yeah, my uh, husband had the same thing. Yeah. And so he's like flummoxed by what he sees happening in the schools exactly, today. Exactly right. But that's, I mean, even that experience, I don't think is, I wouldn't say is average. I think that's probably uh, fairly special, even even for your, your you know, that generation right. kind of, Thing. I mean, I know my experience, my experience was entirely without God, with the exception of one teacher who stood in front of the classroom and said, I just don't know how you could go through life without believing in God. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she's well, I grew up as an atheist, right, in an atheist household. And mm -hmm. I thought she's proselytizing. That's that probably shouldn't be. But I liked her, so I didn't say anything. And she was a good teacher, so I didn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, right. nowadays, you can't open your mouth like that. Oh, yeah. And and again, that my, my biggest concern is the way things are going. Let me ask you this. I went to Oral Roberts University. Uh, do, what are your thoughts on Christian schools? So, so well, university is different than um, grade school. Okay, fair enough. I think the children belong with their parents. I think the parents are excellent disciples for children. By and large, um, and there are exceptions to every rule, but I think that the rule ought to be children should stay home with their parents and parents should endeavor to disciple them in learning. And here's, and before we move into uh, uh, college, I just want to say to people, children have an innate curiosity. If you set them free and you don't put these rigid um, institutionalized uh, mandates on them, they will learn because they want to learn. Mm -hmm. Children want to learn. Yep. Try to try to stand in their way, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than institutionalizing your healthy child, uh, give them parameters, show them how to learn, and then cut them loose and let them learn. And your child will be teaching you before you know it, because I think that God gives us our children to teach us some lessons. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I've had so many people say to me, oh, I just don't have the patience to homeschool. And I'm, I'm always like, hmm. You know, patience is a virtue. Uh, I, like, I wouldn't be so braggy about not having it. Like, if I were you, I would, like, keep your child with you and maybe let them teach you some patience. So, 
Yeah. If you want to, if you want to move into the college question, I think that, uh, you know, we have to look at schools and understand that it's a bit of a, of a Ponzi scheme. It's a bit of a, a triangle a pyramid scheme, right? That, <laughs> yes. that the funnel is to get you to shell out the money yeah. for your child to go to college. Yeah. And of course the colleges are the ones producing the teachers that, that then give your children the lesson that they have to go to college so that you shell out your money to put your child in college. Like <laughs> it's the greatest scam going. And the fact is not every child should go to college. Right. And these days, not many children should go to college. There are plenty of different ways to get your education. Most of the world's billionaires did not graduate college. Like, I don't know what we're trying to fix here <laughs> when we have so many examples of people who are super successful who didn't go, didn't graduate college. Like, yeah, you know, that's a fair point. I, I, it seems like the, the, the rot in the uh, education system to become an indoctrination system in a money scheme, a Ponzi scheme, really started with the universities. And it's kind of spread from there. Um, but hey, I'm with you. I oh, had one child. Chicken and egg. You right? Think? Chicken and egg. I mean, yeah. they when they inst when they instituted standardized testing, there there's a quote and the guys and he was like one of the forerunners of standard. His quote is like, we're putting standardized testing in kind of to teach children how incapable they are. It's kind of like a, a dunce cap. Oh. Like they literally look, look in grade school back in the day, there was a, a video lesson that went out and they practiced this in the schools, duck and cover. Do you remember that at yeah, all? I do. Well, okay. not, not from, not from personal experience. I've seen, no, but you, you know what I'm talking what about, yeah, yeah. but think about it. Duck and cover. And we laughed, right? We laughed when we, when we first heard it, we're like, what does that do? Nuclear attack right. hiding under your desk. What does that do? <laughs> But think, think, we really have to go back and impeach everything that we've been told by the institution that just put it in us, okay? Duck and cover was really training in cowardice hmm. because they don't want you to stand for your principles. Hmm. So they're gonna train you how to hide under your desk. Hmm. There's a book now that went out to schools. This is in many schools, Bullies to Buddies. This book trains children to not complain about a bully. Don't go to an adult. Make him your friend. Do what he asks you to do. That's no. grooming. No. D really? Do really? what he asks, do what the bully asks you to do? Because I was taught Just, by someone who uh, will go unnamed to punch the bully in the nose. Well, that's how you deal with a bully. Um, I, I wish I had a page marked I could show you. Um, the following word most accurately describes what your parents are for you. This is multiple choice. A, slaves, B, masters, C, playmates, D, shopkeepers. What? Isn't that sweet? That's insane. I'm reading from the book. That's, it's so this much. child abuse. Okay. So this let, is abusive. Let, this let's, is why, this is why I am so passionate because they are doing this to little children who don't know any better. Mm. And my children are going to have to live with those people. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get to the good news uh, because you you know with uh, I'll point people to your website samsober.com and if you go to slash education underground I'm sorry underground education rather you will see uh, Sam talking about more about this. But what what what's the good news for parents? What what do we need to do if I you know if a parent's watching this right now going, I, I know it's bad. My kids have brought home some of that kind of stuff, or I've been worried for a while. I just don't know what to do. What do they need to do? It's so easy. It's so fabulous. It's like, 
it's like the best thing since sliced bread. It's what it is, is when you finally crack the code, you, you're going to be so angry that the system tried to steal it from you, that they tried to steal your children from you, that they tried to steal the relationship that you could have with your children. And so you, if you if you can start early enough, but even if your children are, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade, you can still pull them out of school. There's going to be so some some parents, when they pull their kids out of school, the kids have been in school for so long, there's like a detox. I, I tend to recommend a month of detox. So nothing, no school for, a, uh, for one month for every year the child was in school because it's that bad, wow. okay? Yeah. But, but my point is, and this is, so I do train on this. So I have my playbook for home learning where I walk parents through. Okay. You need to rethink the way that you think about education because even if you want your child to get an education like what they are supposed to be doing in school, they're not doing that. They're not doing it. Mm -hmm. So you can't go there to get it. Mm -hmm. So even if the only thing that you're interested in is the academic achievement of your child, which I would say education is maybe one third academics, okay? But even if it's only academic, there's so many resources today. You can get that kid set up in a, in a heartbeat and then they can be, you You incentivize them. They finish early in the day. My, I remember my uh, fifth, sixth grade or whatever was finished by, I think if he finished by one, then he got like a reward. And so he was done by 11 every day. He would get up at six to, to finish all of his work. It was crazy. So because they, because they're, they're sponges, they want to learn, give them the good stuff to learn. Don't give them uh, modern books by and large. The modern fiction for children is horrifying. Mm. It's terrible. Older fiction is much better. The classics are um, enticing. They will enjoy reading more because the the new books are much less interesting to read. Um, there's so much there. And then what happens is you develop a relationship with your child yeah. that is that is beyond what you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And so I, I say to parents, we think it's normal for teenagers to bell, right? To rebel. My, I, I remember when I had three teens and people would be like, oh, you got your hands full. And I'd be like, hands full of love? What are you talking about? You know, being facetious. I knew exactly what they were saying. Teenagers rebel, not my teen, teenagers. Hmm. They, we had that relationship. They, I don't, not even an iota of rebellion, hmm. but we've lost that because the, because our culture has so indoctrinated us, even as Christians. And, and yes, I think the church kind of fell down on this issue. Even as Christians, we bought into the lie that it's all about the money, chase the money, college prep and career readiness, boy, that's all it's about. Yeah. And so now we are a very materialistic society. So if you're a Bible believing Christian, you, you need to take a step back and go, oh my gosh, I let the culture seduce me into thinking things were important that, that aren't important and not to prioritize my family, not to prioritize my children, not to pri prioritize my marriage, not to prioritize my service to God. But you can you can redeem it, you can make it up. And I'll tell you something, if you do, if you choose to do that, you'll be rewarded beyond, beyond what's imaginable. Hmm. You know, I walked away from my career because my, um, my toddler chased after me one day after we'd moved back to LA and I had the three little ones and she chased after me as she was like a year and a half no, 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 no. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. I picked her up, put her on my hip. She turned to my full-time nanny and she said, bye-bye. <laughs> and I went, oh, oh, she wants me to prioritize. Dang it. 
I missed that. And so I didn't go back to, I didn't, I didn't go on another audition. And then years later, years, years and years later, I wrote a movie. The money came and found us two weeks, two weeks into writing the movie, the money shows up at the door, which never ever happens. We produced the movie, put it on the big screen. It was a huge success. Let there be light. That would never have happened if I hadn't chosen my children over my career. I I think I hear you saying that, that God, honors us when we yes. do things his way. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? I, th- I think what I'm saying is that God's plan is better than any plan you could, you could design mm. and trust God. Yeah. If he gave you children, you take care of them. You take care of them. Mm. You do this. He told you, he gave you his words. Honestly, you know, our founders were geniuses, right? They were amazing people who created this nation dedicated to their beliefs, their Christian beliefs, okay? They never went to school. They were geniuses. Do you know what they did for for like for their livings? I mean, if you think of Benjamin Franklin, well, let's see, he was an inventor, he was a publisher, he wrote the Almanac, which is like a collection of everything. Um, he was a diplomat, he traveled to France on behalf of the, oh yeah, and he founded a nation, he helped create a nation, right? Like. Thomas Jefferson was um, was a uh, he founded a university. He was an architect. He was a farmer. He um, he was an inventor. He wrote uh, he translated the Bible like and oh, yeah, he did our founding documents as well. And he was a president for for a while. And like these people weren't limited by the institution of school. That's true. And I see school as being a very limiting institution. Hmm. So I wouldn't wish it on any child. Interesting. I think maybe we just need to rethink this whole thing, especially since it's clear that it's gone it's gone sideways. I want to show people your yeah. website again. It's samsorber.com. And if you go to slash underground education, you have some resources. Talk us through what you do have available. You held up the one book, but what can people look to you for a little guidance and direction for? Well, my first book was There Your Kids, which is um, uh, basically my journey from a self-doubter because even though I did go to Duke University and I speak five languages, I thought I was incapable of teaching my children. And when I pulled my oldest out of school after second grade, because they weren't doing the academics that I that I thought was necessary, um, I said to Kevin, you know, I just think that if I fail at homeschooling him, he'll still be better off. <laughs> And it's worse now than it was back then because yeah. he's now 21 yeah. and he's amazing and he's written a book and he's like, like, I, I, I couldn't possibly have dreamed this life for him. Like he's, he's an amazing person. Hmm. Um, so, so that was my first book. Then I wrote a school year devotional for families because I, I recognized that we don't teach virtue anymore. And um, so I wrote a devotional so that families could sit down and have conversation and so every day is accompanied, every devotion is accompanied by two questions that are like open-ended questions, like describe the first time that this happened or how did you feel when that happened? And and um, it, insta- it instigates a conversation between you and your child. And um, that was very successful. Uh, people people really like going through it and and sort of contemplating what is virtue and how do we teach virtue to our children? Because the schools aren't teaching the children virtue. They're teaching them the opposite, yeah. that there is no such thing as virtue, that everything is equal. I, I mean, 
It's child abuse. And it is honestly, it's the death of our nation. That's what is going to be our downfall is a bunch of heathens who don't know right from wrong. Mm. The school doesn't teach us to prioritize. Like that was a big thing for me when I realized, oh, if I just put my priorities in order, every decision becomes so simple. It's it's binary. Either it serves the priority or it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And they don't teach us. There's so much that's omitted in our so-called education system, in our schooling, mm. that that we don't even know we're missing. Mm. And we end up as confused adults who are just trying to figure life out because there's so much missing in the schools. If you keep your kids home with you, you start to recognize that, my gosh, everything's a learning opportunity. Let's go to the bank. Yeah. Oh no, this is how you hold the door open for somebody. <laughs> you stand behind the door while you hold it open, right? Yeah. Everything becomes a learning opportunity. And this relationship that you have with your child, your child is like, wow, you're like such a, such a big adult person and you just know so much stuff, mom. And it's not that I know so much stuff. It's that I know a lot more than my young child. Yeah. So you as a parent are uniquely positioned to pour into that child. And then as that child grows and masters certain, certain uh, topics, certain ideas, right. Mm -hmm. And starts challenging you on I, those ideas. I'll, I'll never forget the first day he was 12 years old and he won an argument with me <laughs> and I did not let him win arguments. <laughs> I wouldn't like rub it in like you loser. You didn't, you didn't think of that. And I win, I, you know, I never rubbed it in, but he, he would never win an argument just because I, I would give up or I, you know, would give it to him. The first time he actually won the argument, I said, you know what? You just, you just won an argument. And he was like, I did. Oh my gosh. Well, I, well, I really thought it all the way through because I, you know, he started explaining to me how he, how he figured it out. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, I, yeah. I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. And then of course the, the playbook for home learning is um, this is my, my big resource. Uh, it comes with 15 videos online. And I just walk parents through, this is how you ought to be thinking about the education for your child. Mm -hmm. These are the resources that are useful for and this is how you go about it. And this is, you know, this is how you're going to get started. And, you know, you can thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some people watching, this was a wake up call and the one that you needed and maybe a little boost of confidence to say, yeah, what you're feeling like maybe you should do, you actually can do. And there are yeah. some resources out there. So you can definitely go visit uh, samsorber.com, pick up uh, the book. Is it available only on your website or is it available other places? Do you know? So the playbook for home learning is available at the website, uh, samsorbo.com or sorbostudios.com, which is um, our, our film and entertainment site. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other books, I think, I think they're still available online okay. uh, on Amazon. Yeah. If, uh, but, go to, but go to my website. Yeah. Please. It's right there on the screen. So I've got it underneath these. Just, just go there. Support Thank what you. she's doing. Uh, and uh, check out, you know, the, the videos that she's got available to get you on your way. And, and grandparents, too. Can I just point out, I, I had a grandparent reach out to me and his son, his grandparent, every weekend. And he reached out. He's like, the kid's on, on his games all weekend long. It's no fun for us. And, you know, what kind of books can we give him to do while he's here that will be, you know, engaging and learning? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're not you're not actually considering doing school with your grandchild, are you? In the sense of on the weekend when he really should be off from school, right? And, he, and I said, I said, what's his interest? It, cars? Okay, get a model car and build a model car with him. Mm -hmm. Build a go-kart with him. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Like pick a project and do that. That is learning. It is That's hands-on learning and it's interesting and it's fun for both of you. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, he sent me back the photo of them both standing with the car. It was so cool. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting that you differentiate between academics and learning because the reality is, one, learning is every bit as valuable, arguably more so, uh, but learning is is life right that's right and that's and right academics we kind of put over here and and i think it's fine i mean but you know, yeah I, i'm a grandparent now <laughs> uh, the way that they teach academics makes us not want to learn not want to learn you that's see what true. i'm saying it, that's very true so, especially for some people i had a son just like that i still have a son right. just like that so yeah. don't force the academics on a child if yeah. they're not ready if they don't like right. don't force that you you can incentivize children to do academics without coercing them and making them re resent it. Yeah. And and that, that's But then encourage the learning. That that's tough. That's organic. For, so for for someone like me who did well at the academics and my wife who did well at the academics, both of us were straight A students, you know, all the way through. It it was fine, but then we have a child and that's not how he learns. And it was this whole wake up call to realize that okay, maybe <laughs> maybe one size doesn't fit all, you know? And now with the problems of the public schools, I want to, you don't want to go there. So. <laughs> that's like the, that's the like one size doesn't fit all. Like, yes, no duh. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> right. But, yeah, but right. the school, but, the, but that's the, that's part of it. Right. So the schools have conditioned us to throw that truth out the window right. because this is how it's done. You know, I had somebody say to me, but Sam, how is the teacher going to keep order in the classroom if, if the teacher doesn't insist on raising the hands? Right. Right. And I said, yeah, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. I don't advocate for kids to sit in a classroom with a bunch of other kids. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the problems that they solve, they've created. Yeah. Right. And we're just sort of going along with their solutions, not thinking, wait, but they created this problem. If I just avoid that, I don't have that problem. Fair point. Can't argue with that, can you? No. Sam, thank you. Thank you for just expanding our thought process and how we look at things and hopefully giving some parents the encouragement and hope that, yeah, they can do this and they can do a better job, especially the way public schools are going. A lot of them, yep. it's not even a question. You can do a better job easily. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having the conversation. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys out there watching. If you know somebody that needs to hear this, it may be a hard lesson for him, maybe hard for him to hear, but uh, hit the share button. And if you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, appreciate you doing that now. And come back, we've got more for you next time here on Life Today Live. Check out samsorbo.com. Thank you.